outside Outside the nine to five Make the cloud rise How the money just multiply On the outside Outside the nine to five Long as I strive Success finna multiply On the outside Yo, yo, yo. Kids are back. Colton's getting his headphones on. This DJ, guy. DJ Richards. DJ Richards. If you were a DJ, what would your DJ name be? Oh, that's a good one. That's that's really yeah. good. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, dude, you I just honestly, get, you just get frozen in time right there. Yeah, honestly, dude, I've right I have zero idea. Uh, I'm not. <laughs> remember when we tried to come up with names for this, like how poor it went? I I, I really feel like I don't have the creative. I, I'm not very creative in. In, in my thinking, I'm more like action slash execution oriented yeah, yeah. than anything. What would your name be then? DJ Research, obviously, because I'm a research guy. DJ That's Research fly. Guy. That's good. fly. Yeah. So, Dr. Um, DJ. Yeah, no, nah, I don't have anything. But if That's people have, have some thoughts <laughs> and want to pass them along, it is, it is a Monday. So uh, that does hamper my creative ability as well. Maybe in a different state of mind on like a Saturday, I could give you something. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All right. All right. Well, you just got back from uh, quite, quite a week of travel. Um, I know you were out in Salt Lake City. What were you, where were baby. you and what were you doing? Let's start with that. Uh, I was at a personal development conference and I was bettering myself this weekend is how I'd phrase it very... Uh, oh. And where were you? Salt Lake City. So okay. my coach is. Survived. <laughs> uh, Salt Lake City. I, I yeah. This is how I framed it to a lot of people. It feels like a smaller, more relaxed Denver. Denver is at the point now. It, grow, it's, it has grown so much in the last like decade that it's definitely a big city. Like you. Uh, it's filthy. It's filthy there. <laughs> You feel the energy of Denver though, and it's super like there's a lot going on in Salt Lake. It's it's way smaller, but you have gorgeous mountain views, and it's just way more tame. Like I, I don't know how else to put it, but yeah, I was out there for a coaching event. Uh, Sean Whalen is the coaching group or who leads my coaching group, and that's where he is. Uh, he's located. Okay, how many people? How many people were there? Uh, a thousand. A thousand. On the button. Just no, I mean, that's what he said. Guy. I mean, yeah. I don't know. He could have bought a thousand tickets. I'm not, I'm not sure, man. <laughs> One guy tried to come back in. He was like, nah, nah, you, nah we're full. <laughs> we're full. Gotta, gotta um, keep an even thousand. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting though, man. I mean, he started the event probably with 200 people or like he's done live in-person events for years and it's just exponentially grown over time. So even though you see an event that's in a large stage like that, didn't happen overnight. It's not the largest coaching group by any stretch of the imagination. There's there's 50,000 people coaching groups out there, man. So mine's three. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, he looks up to like a Tony Robbins. I think a lot of people have heard of like the awaken the giant within like yeah. seminar that Tony Robbins has done. So kind of feels like that. 
Okay. What is it? What does that look like? What does the the schedule look like for an event like that? Walk walk me through what that what that whole experience was like. Uh, what's the schedule? I, I would almost relate the schedule to any sort of uh, professional conference that someone would go to. You and I are in the financial services industry. If you're at a two-day conference at a hotel, that's the typical schedule, right? You're showing up at nine, you have speakers, you have different breakout sessions, you have lunch, like that's the vibe for okay. two days straight, Friday, Saturday, you're in an auditorium and there's different breakout sessions, different speakers from nine to 6 p.m. Okay, gotcha. So like, Typical professional conference layout, show up early, maybe there's breakfast, a little yep. networking before, jump right into it, breakout session. Okay. Correct. Yep. What were what were your top event like top what, things? What were your top tips? What were top your top tips? tips? Top oh. tips, tippity top. Uh, what, were, what were the top things you, you took away from that? Because I so, feel like when when someone when you go to Let's just use a professional conference as an example. When you go to a professional conference, I feel like it's easy to get lost in like the information overload of so many different topics being thrown at you at one time. I would imagine it's kind of similar. So, C Correct. I would say let's start with just takeaways that I thought people that have never been to these would not understand. Uh, the first one, and I, I did post an Instagram live about this just in short snippets, but it's analogous to a comedy show. You know, a Netflix comedy special might be funny. A podcast might be inspiring on personal development, but having those stories taught to you live is way more powerful, very analogous to watching a comedian live, way funnier, way, way funnier. Because you feel the energy of the room, right? In a, in a comedy show, same thing here. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. I, I know when I listen to, of course, I listen to Rogan all the time, but he always says when you watch a special on Netflix, it's about you know, 50 to 60% of what the actual experience is if you were there live. So correct. Okay. That makes sense. So second takeaway, and this will land for you. Uh, and I'm sure some other people, but I don't know how closely we have like older individuals that have carried struggle darkness for a while with them, like 10, 15, 20 years about whatever they may, maybe have done financially drug related, like with their finances. I don't know how, how closely we have that to reflect upon us today. Right. Or mirror that to us today based on some of the decisions we make. I personally don't feel like I have a lot of that. Uh, so with that being said, those events, that event showed me an illustrated what my life could really look like if I continue to carry some of the garbage I'm carrying with me today for 10, 15, 20 years, like broken relationships, you know, um, my financial struggles, things like that. Like it, it almost lets me see into a future me, right? Cause there's people in there that maybe are in a similar industry to me, or maybe have a similar mindset as me that made a couple wrong decisions that compounded over decades really fucks with you, man. And I don't necessarily know I have that reflective process available to me today or, and, and that's why I said, I think maybe you and I are on the same page on that because we like the podcast top or we like the podcast and personal development space for that, but it's way more powerful in person going back to my first point. Does that make sense? Yeah, kind of. I, I'm a little, uh, when you say like carry 
baggage forward with you what do you mean like what do you mean by that when you see people carrying baggage like 10 to 15 years forward from from you a great example, dude, is relationships, man. A great example is relationships. You hear at these events, right? Someone might call their daughter or son for the first time. And it's like groundbreaking, life sh shattering. And, and I reflect that to myself. It's like, is there relationships in my life that I, I should just fucking fix today? Because there's no point in me going 10 years down the line and waiting to be that person at this personal development conference 10 years from now crying because I hadn't talked to my brother. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I don't really have that reflective. That doesn't happen. I, I don't get that self-awareness brought to me very frequently in day-to-day -day life. Does that make sense? Okay. Okay. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. Okay. Okay. So do you want to just talk about your Instagram example? I feel like when you talked to, when you ripped that live, I, I saw it. So it was on the few times I was on Instagram this week, but why don't you walk through that? Cause I feel like that's a good example. And to your point of what you're saying is, you know, if you're into personal development, you're listening to a podcast, what that person's saying might resonate with you. And in internally, you might, it might cause you to take action, but it's way more powerful when everybody around you is taking those actions. Like, and I'll, I'll I mean, you end up being the the one left out if you don't. In, if you don't. So I'll give you a great. I mean, the relationship one is a great one. I was sitting with someone who has a has a kid with their ex girlfriend. Hadn't talked to the ex girlfriend who they had a kid with in three years, right? Because it was a toxic relationship. Like, shot that person a text, and that made me like that's fucking terrifying. Uh, again, yeah. I don't really have that experience in my repertoire where I have a kid with an ex, but I can imagine that's intimidating. And for me, honestly, what it made me do was text my brother and tell him how much I fucking loved him, bro, because that is one of the most significantly important relationships in my life. And I was in a spot where I didn't talk to my brother for two years. So it's like, I text him crying because I was like, bro, I couldn't imagine if I went another five years without talking to you, man. Like, I love you so much. And this relationship was so important to me. And you feel the emotions of everyone else doing it, bro. So it's like that subconscious thought is in your mind. Wow. You're going to be a bitch and not do this while everyone else is like, make a change, dude, do something cool today. So, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's super powerful. I, I would imagine everybody around you doing that makes it pretty hard not to join in and try to figure out a way to do that in your own life, regardless of whatever, what it is. Cause I mean, I, I would imagine there's, there's, there's levels to all that shit. I'm sure there were people there that might've been alcoholics, right? I yep. mean, you weren't, you haven't struggled with say substance abuse in that form. Uh, but I mean, you still have, certain things that on a smaller scale, you know, but are bigger, big to you, you know, it's all relative, I guess. Is what I'm I, I sent messages to girls. I thought that I treated like shit in high school, bro. So yeah, there's stuff that is let your subconscious or let your, let your mind sit quiet and be like, huh, when could Colton Richards or Kevin Hartnett have showed up as a better person in this situation? And I'll tell you, man, I thought of a couple that I was for years. I've thought about, man. And I just hadn't taken action. I was just like, fuck it. It's in my subconscious. I'm getting this shit out of here, bro. Yeah, that should be a red flag if you ever think of a situation and it immediately gives you anxiety about you know, how you handled it. The closure there would probably be huge. But to 
play devil's advocate here, just, you know, thinking along the same lines of what people might say is it does that really matter anymore? You know, those using what you just said, you know, you text a few girls from high school that you thought you might've treated like shit. Yep. Someone might say, well, why does that matter? Does that matter anymore? I mean, you're not going to, you're probably never going to see them again. Right. Realistically. Sure. I mean, you never know, but <laughs> I, I, I so definitely, why, why I does definitely. it, why does it matter? And I guess what, what kind of, <clears throat> what did you gain from that? Uh, so I'll hit the first one. Why does it matter? A, it kept coming to me. So for whatever reason, you can put logic into it in any way, shape or form emotionally, it fucked with me, emotionally, it fucked with me, right? Like, I think it's very evident across this podcast and posts I've had on social media. Like, I'm not super proud of how I acted in high school. Right. And that was a way of me, you know, being like, all right, that's another step, bro. Like, that's another step for me owning up to some of the shit I did. And if you're telling me you've never, like, I bet people are listening like, oh shit, dude, I probably did some fucked up shit in this situation. Like, I'm sure there's other people out there. I'm definitely not perfect, but I would argue a lot of people out there aren't perfect. So, uh, and then how does it change for me? I'm not sure it necessarily changes anything like today, but I'm sure it'll change my trajectory moving forward. Like, um, I don't know. I don't know if I have a tangible reason other than emotionally affected me. Yeah. Yeah. Did you get any responses from that? Not that you're looking for responses. I think just sending the message outward probably is, is enough to provide somewhat of a, some closure there, but was there any responses? What was the, yeah. what was the reaction to that? Cause uh, I, again, playing devil's advocate here, you know, people might say, well, Hey, hey well, I don't want to deal with the negative consequences. Of that. And, and- I'll say two things on that. One is, uh, one is the person said, yeah, that was so long ago. Like, don't sweat it at all. Hope you're doing well. So I, I that's the first thing I'll say. I, I guarantee you people don't feel the same way you do about the situation. Uh, second thing is, you know, it's, I almost feel like people saying to themselves, it doesn't matter are lying. Like it's the same, in my opinion, it's the same thing as the person who is a little bit overweight saying, you know, I'm happy with my body. It's like, really? Like when you, when you take off your clothes, are you pumped up and proud about the person you built? When I was overweight, I fucking wasn't. So it's like, I can sit here and tell you all the time, man, that I'm super happy with the positive influence. I feel like I'm having on people in my corporate environment, on Instagram, like the people I interact with day to day, but there's some shit that still eats at me, man. So like, why wouldn't I go back and change that? I, I feel like most people saying, you know, oh, it doesn't matter. You're you're fucking lying to yourself, dude. Yeah, yeah, I would I would totally agree with that. It's it's almost it's almost if you to your point, if you related to you know eating healthy or like trying to trying to do something like that, like oh, I'm not I'm not a professional athlete or someone somebody who's really intelligent and successful, right? I've met, I've met a few people that are like that and don't care about their, their health at all. And it's, and it's like the response has been along the lines of, well, I'm successful and I'm smart in these areas. So why would I need to focus on my physical health? Right. But what they don't realize is that in turn would help them propel them further in those 
other areas of their life. I mean, if you're if you're climbing a mountain and you're carrying more baggage, if you shed that baggage, how much easier is it going to be to climb that mountain? And dude, I felt weight off my shoulders. And the person who was reflecting the stories of how he went back to people he wronged after being addicted to alcohol, drugs, heroin, he was like, this was a step for me, man. And, you know, I'll frame it like this. He built the person that was able to then build a business. His business just sold for nine figures. Like you hear that from someone who's made, who just sold a business for nine figures. I'm out here making barely six figures. It's like, dude, fuck. <laughs> yeah, I'll take your advice, man. Like I, I'll have some belief, naive belief. What's it yeah. cost me? Yeah, it's it's literally there's no cost, right? It's uh, it's zero cost, and you can do it right now. You know what the cost is? Your fucking ego. That's the cost. Okay. Yeah, I could see that. You got to put that. You got to put that aside. That's the one thing you got to do. <laughs> well, that yeah, because I I mean you have to have zero expectations. Also, I mean when we spoke with with Dave like a long time ago, that was something he talked about is like going back to those people that he affected when he was an alcoholic and apologizing and having to accept whatever the reaction was, right? That's hard. And you can make logic of it as much as you want. But again, sit there for a minute and be like, huh, do I genuinely feel good about myself? It's like, nah, dude, <laughs> I, I really genuinely don't like the, what I did. You can tell I could, I can journal about it. You know, I've evolved. I've gone through so many seasons of change and I have bro, but it doesn't fucking change anything I did that was really wrong at the time. So yeah, I, I would say, uh, I'm happy we went down that, that rabbit hole, but it's kind of powerful for me. Like, again, I don't think it's going to change how I show up day to day or I can't see it, but that was again, 48 hours ago. So who knows how this plays out in my life? Well, I, I feel like that's one of those things that just shows up over time, right? It just, you have less weight on you, man. Yep. So more mental space, the better. <laughs> what else? What else was there? So you had to more or less come into grace with some of the, some of the people in your past. Yep. Uh, this is this was profound and i'm so happy you and i have taken it upon us to do this podcast brother like i'm so happy we do this and it really reaffirmed it this past weekend but what if telling your story stop or what if not telling your story stops you from helping one person like what if not telling your story ends up someone living a worse life because they would have listened to you or they would have heard the shit you said and it impacts them positively one degree like that had such a profound impact on me. I was like, that makes so much sense, man. You never know who you're going to relate to. You never know who's going to see you. One of the, you know, 300 followers we both have on our Instagram accounts. What if, seriously, what if that makes someone connect with their brother or sister? What if that helps someone with binge eating? What if that helps someone with like, whatever, bro, like succeed in their corporate environment? I don't know. It, is my ego too big to say, uh, like too big to share my story so that people can maybe get helped by it? And this is a quote I, I have written with this. If serving, if serving is beneath you, leadership is beyond you. That's how I relate it to that. Well, yeah, leadership is serving. That's Correct. what people get wrong about being in leadership positions. People, that's the number one thing people get wrong about being in leadership positions at large corporations, I would say, is they think they've made it. And they don't, they don't think they need to serve. Like in reality, being a leader is, it, it should be more work because yeah. you're serving. So yeah, I, I do. That's, 
that's really powerful. And let me add one more quote to this. Not that I think I have, I think it's, I think it's hard to kind of accept that because there's always people out there that you, you would think, you know, like the David Goggins of the world, the campaigns, like people like that who have such a powerful background and story and things along those lines. And, being in our 20s and still trying to write that story is a little bit i think i think it's a little bit harder to i mean at least for me personally to take that perspective but i think it's the right one here's what i'll say people probably relate more to you (laughs) than they do cameron hayes and david goggins big man yeah yeah and here's a quote that I, i i am very big on following that similar vein is you're going to be judged if you do and you're going to be judged if you don't man so for me it's like i was judged as the fat kid as i am judged taking my shirt off and taking a picture where i look better like i'm going to be judged as the person in debt as i am judged the person who's making a lot of money and takes a picture with a nice brand new car like i'm gonna i'm gonna be judged either way dude people are gonna say shit people are gonna be Right. Like if I took a picture saying, oh, you know, I feel good about my body and I'm fat. I'm sure some people are going to say, wow, yeah, dude, you're good the way you are. And some people are probably going to say, oh, some people are going to be like, wow, dude, you don't look good. Why are you saying you're like the same shit's going to happen on both ends of the spectrum. So you're going to be judged if you do judged if you don't. So I'm out there having that in the back of my mind. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, everyone's got an opinion, man. Everyone's entitled to entitled to opinions. So, I mean, yeah, that's. That's a great way to put yourself in a position where you don't really have an excuse not to do something. Because regardless, you're going to be, if you, inaction is the same as action. Inaction is an action. <laughs> Say that five times. <laughs> so that's three. Uh, what, what, was it, what, was a, what was it like meeting the other people there? Because I, in my mind, I was thinking, oh, there's this, you know, there's going to be a lot of people not in the same position, but kind of thinking along the same lines as you. It'd be really cool to, you know, I would imagine it was cool to meet some of those people. What were the, what, like, what were the things you saw or, or people you met um, yeah. like and maybe some, maybe some misconceptions about some of the people that go to, conferences personal development conferences yeah yeah dispel the myth (laughs) i i think regardless of how old you are regardless of how much money you have regardless of the stuff you've been through going to those conferences really does feel like a place where you will not be judged regardless of what you say regardless if i talk about binge eating regardless if i talk about my financial situation regard like everyone's there looking for help, man. And it's so freeing. And here's what I'll say though. If you go in with these expectations of like, I'm the cool kid, I got that. Like you're, you're going to feel uncomfortable as hell. But if you go all in being like, dude, listen, man, I don't have an ego with this thing. I'm scared. I'm looking for help. I fear a lot of this stuff going on in my life and just open up about it. Yeah, man, you're going to throw some hugs at some people. It's going to feel fucking awkward, but go all in on the experience and you'll probably enjoy it. Like it does feel weird even saying it off the cuff, but I think the biggest thing I would relay is everyone is dealing with their shit, man, from all walks of life. People with, again, people on stage that had a $26 million beachfront property 
having the same issues as someone like me, 26, not even having a family, like a lot of the same issues go around, bro. And uh, it feels very, very amazing, comforting and, and uh, refreshing to be in an environment like that is how I'd put it. How weird is that to actually see that in person? How weird is what? Just to, you know, it's always talked about how, you know, people who some maybe are put up as pedestal on a pedestal of what success looks like societally. Let's just say money's car, money, cars, things like that seeing how they have the same issues as, as you like in person, like actually seeing that lived out seems like it would be somewhat of a profound experience. Uh, again, it's perspective shifting. Like that's what makes me want to build a person that can handle that sort of success. Right. Like that's why I'm doing these things today at 26. So when I'm 35 with the $26 million house, maybe I'm in a slightly better position to handle it. Um, so I, I would just say it's perspective altering and, and yeah. Were, uh, were there any really common themes? Common themes, common themes. Uh, I, I, this, this quote kept ringing out for me all weekend and it was from one of the first speakers. You can look this guy up. He's very interesting. Garrett white. Uh, he's, he, he runs something called uh, wake up warrior. It's like very similar to Tony Robbins based stuff, uh, but it's not marketed nearly as heavily. It's like 50,000 members in it, which is insane to think about. But with that being said, he said, freedom is a feeling. Right. And I really, really resonated with that. Cause he was the dude in the $26 million beach house property. That was like, bro, I don't feel free at all. Man. Like, and, and I'm searching in my life. I'm like, okay, where do I feel free? Like candidly, physically, I feel very free relationships that shit from high school didn't feel free there. And yeah. then I was like, okay, where do you know, what's the other one uh, financially? Like, I don't feel free at all financially. If I can check off the box of physical 99% of my relationships feel free, right? I'm very, very happy, excited, literally in love with some of the people that I have in my life. But the third one was financial. I was like, oh shit, bro. That's where I really need to be focusing on. So uh, a big takeaway for me, at least overarching was like freedom is a feeling. So all these other things that I learned the rest of the weekend were like, okay, how do I try and achieve that in different areas of my life? That was off the cuff. I have no idea how all of that just came together. But uh, Yeah, that's a great way to look at it. I think that's a great way to kind of, if you're lost or trying to search for you know, what you should focus on, I think that's a great perspective to take to kind of lead you in that direction where do you feel free yeah that's that's cool man that's cool yeah so i think those are the big takeaways do you have any other questions or thoughts that other people you think might have oh i want to say one other thing very interesting for me and i think probably my my favorite aspect that i wish i had the ability to enjoy more but couples speaking on stage Again, you know how important family is to me and to hear some of the ways people talk about their relationships, how they grow, how they treat it like a business, like that shit is so exciting to me because of how important family is. And again, I wish it stuck more with me, but obviously I'm not implementing those things into my life. So it's less of a tangible takeaway, but dude, to hear people talk about the struggles of having kids with like certain issues or 
you know, having their kids grow up with money, having their kids grow up in this age of social media, listening to that, bro, if I was a parent, I'd be going to one of those a, a year just to make sure I'm doing the best thing for my kids. Because yeah, that- it's, it's crazy to think that people don't have a plan. Like a lot of people don't have a plan of like, here's how we should parent our children. Like, how would you like to ha- parent your our children? A lot of people don't know, bro. And then I they, mean, also, a lot of people don't have that fucking conversation. Yeah, but then they get divorced, yeah. and then they get divorced, and now people are asking them, "Okay, how do you, how do you deal with split families?" Like, talk, imagine my parents did that shit, dude. Oh my god, we'd be talking about a probably <laughs> different Colton Richards, but. Yeah. No dig on them. It's just like social media and there's so much information out there now that those conversations are brought to light a little bit more. And it was amazing to hear that. So, yeah, it's got to be a challenging environment to be a parent right now. I mean, kids just grow up so fucking fast and it's, there's nothing. It's just nothing you can do about the whole social media thing. I mean, it's crazy. So I don't know. Yeah. Teach them. Teach them is the takeaway. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the only, yeah, yeah, that's the only way is equip them, equip them with the knowledge, right? They said weaponize, but I do like it. You weaponize. See, you, don't, you don't even need to go, dude, because you're so personally developed. <laughs> you're so- oh, shut the fuck up. Oh, shut up, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, that's cool. That's, re- that's really cool. Uh, a couple more, I guess, just logistical questions. Did yeah. you have to uh, apply or like enter raffle to go to this conference or was it just part of your coaching group? Uh, you had to pay and fly out and pay for everything. Uh, but you could only go if you were in my coaching group. Okay. So all in, I would assume you're comfortable with talking about this all sure. in. What, what do you think the cost was for this weekend? $2,000. $2,000. Do you think you got $2,000 worth of value out of it? Uh, do I think I got $2,000 worth of value out of it? Here's what I'd say. My gut today, 48 hours is not today, but I will look back and be out of that a year from now and say, yes. So like today, dude, you're not changed. You feel like you're not changed. I, I, I don't have this. It's a new Colton Marley Richards today. Like I have to take the things I learned and implement them into my life. So ask me that question six months from now, a year from now, I'll probably give you a better answer. Uh, But like the reality of the situation is I'm not looking for a quick fix, man. And if you're going to those conferences for a quick fix or a hallelujah moment, like, I don't know. I think you're kind of searching for something wrong. And that's actually how Sean opened up the the conference. He said, I'm not going to tell you, we're not going to reinvent water here and we're not going to make the wheel more round. Like that's not what we're going to do. And that's, that's how we, cool. that's how we opened it up because that's the truth, dude. That's the truth. Yeah. There's no secret sauce, man. Ah. Just repetition consistency, man. That's cool. That's cool. You did that. Well, I'll, I'll set a reminder to ask you in six months. So we can get it. We can get an answer to that question. <laughs> But yeah, I mean, that's, that's what I wanted to, that's what I wanted to, um, what I wanted to ask. Is there anything else I didn't ask or talk about that you wanted to just mention about it? No, I think we should have core values for our podcast. I was, I was listening to someone like, I think when we are lost for topics and this is a total tangent, but let's just go there for three, two minutes. 
when we're lost for topics, I think we should come back to a core values of our podcast because I was sitting there in that stage and audience. And I was like, you and I could do this, bro. You and I could totally fucking do this. I think a lot of coaching groups are geared towards a older males, b uh, more entrepreneurial based people. Not that we aren't entrepreneurial based, but candidly, neither of us own our own business. And I, I, I think you're an entrepreneur for you. I'm an entrepreneur, right? Um, and I would say so am I, which is yep. similar. I mean, I would say that's more common than not, right? And, and, and we target an, a niche that's sub 35. I, I really do believe we could be on a stage like that someday. So if someone looks back on episode number, what number is this going to be? We're in the 90s. I don't know. Call it, dude, call it 200s. I hope at one point we do some sort of meetup in person with like 10 people. Um, I hope we have, you know, the financial means to establish that or do something like that. I really honestly, sincerely, genuinely believe we could orchestrate something like that and it would be powerful. That's how I felt sitting there in the stage. So I believe it. All right. That's a wrapper do. Button it up. Uh, Later, bro. Peace, dude. <laughs> oh.